Back in 2000, the eSign Act gave electronic signatures the same legal standing as their paper-based counterparts. Nowadays, digital e-signatures are commonplace in fields as varied as e-commerce sales, professional onboarding, and even tax filings. Financial services are no different. As digital banking grows, customers and members are increasingly comfortable with, and even expect, quick-to-sign, legally binding documents electronically. Today, we welcome Michael Ball, Senior Vice President of Markets and Strategy at IMM, the e-signature company with a focus on financial institutions to discuss the trends in e-signatures and the applications at your institution. We asked Michael how e-signatures are driving digital transformation, and he said, You can go through an online account application. You can even have a sophisticated decisioning engine that will automatically qualify the client, automate the decision. But once you get the go without e-signatures, you're going to tell the customer, you got to come to a branch to sign your documents. And that's not the promise of digital banking. I'm Laura Sewell. I'm Saxon Prater, and this is FinTech Focus from CSI. Michael, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Saxon. It's a pleasure to be able to join you both today. To get us started, could you provide a little background about the rise of e-signatures and their adoption? Oh, certainly. Well, I'll tell you that IMM has been around for 26 years now, focused solely on providing technology solutions to financial institutions. And of course, our uh, flagship platform is called IMM eSIM. And over that 26-year window, it's been quite an interesting journey. When we first started in this, and we we were one of the early pioneers in e-signatures, e-signatures were very much, as I would classify them, a nice-to-have. It was kind of a convenience to get rid of paper and save the financial institution some money. And through that process, we began to see other benefits and value that could be realized from that implementation. And we've now moved into, over the years, went from the focus on getting rid of paper to now being more about driving a modern, dynamic customer experience. And how that experience reflects back on the financial institution. Our technology, for whatever reason, was picked up early on by credit unions. And banking, I'm going to say largely, is still coming online today. It is the highest growth area in our company. But like I said, we moved from getting rid of paper to moving into a phase of focused on the customer experience. And then along came COVID. And that drove a whole new need that we had never anticipated. And that was providing a technology that allowed the bank to navigate challenging situations where traditional in-person contact and interactions were not really possible there. Maybe not only not possible, but only not preferable 
by our clients. They didn't want to have to come in and have face-to-face contact with people in order to complete a banking transaction. We've moved now from a nice-to-have to a must-have for e-signatures. Yeah, so as you said, the pandemic really uh, lit this on fire, and now people are used to it, much more used to and comfortable with e-signatures, I imagine, because you know they had to do it before for their own physical safety. And now yeah, I, I imagine the qualms for the security of e-signatures has been reduced as a result of just the necessity. Would you say well, that I- that's the case? Yeah, that's interesting, Laura. I think that rather than saying the security, I mm-hmm. would say the reluctance. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barriers that sometimes banks have had in, you know, this is new. Is it safe? Is it secure? Is it legal? Are we taking on any risk with our transactions and our assets by allowing our customers to complete a transaction through electronic signatures, a lot of that has become more accepting Mm -hmm. somewhat due to the parameters that are in place for security within our platform, within the cloud-based services that are a part of this. All of that now has kind of come mainstream and uh, I think it's alleviated those concerns that people may have had five years ago when they were exploring this technology. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, not to mention the fact that those early uh, environmental perks of cutting out paper are still valid and it's still something that you know people care about. You know, speaking of the technology though, could you talk a little bit about how that's evolved through the years? Well, we started focused on in-branch, in-person signing. That's kind of what was readily a need and what financial institutions were willing to embrace in those early days. Over the years, it quickly became a need to be able to allow that customer to sign documents uh, wherever they were, not having to come into the branch, being able to do it at home or in the office or maybe while they're on vacation and traveling. And so that we refer to that as remote signing, Mm -hmm. that very much has become uh, a prominent part and requirement, again, escalated through uh, the pandemic itself. But the technology overall has remained relatively unchanged, other than perhaps the fact that from the time the eSign Act was written, you know, 20 two years ago, technology was in a whole different place. You couldn't just facilitate a transaction and expect that the signing party had a device and the software that was required to be able to view and sign the documents. So early on, that was a of high concern and a consideration and how not only do we know that the, the customer can see the document and sign it, but how can we document that and demonstrate that? And that became early on uh, a, a focal point. Over the years, technology changed and 
HTML5 has become pervasive in our society, and that technology allows documents, in our case, to be seen and viewed and signed from literally any device, any manufacturer, any operating system. So some of the early elements of the eSign Act have been changed and transformed through technology innovation. And I, I don't know if you all, uh, how much research you've done on the eSign Act, but there is a eSign Modernization Act in Congress right now that's being considered to update the eSign Act and align it with current technology. Very interesting. So, Michael, what impact have you seen e-signatures making when it comes to digital banking? Well, I think it's certainly been an enabler. If you think about it, digital banking without e-signatures is only going to go so far before you hit what I call the paper wall. Mm -hmm. Account opening or lending are primary examples. You can go through an online account application. You can even have a sophisticated decisioning engine that will automatically qualify the client, automate the decision. But once you get the go without e-signatures, you're going to tell the customer, you got to come to a branch to sign your documents. And that's not the promise of digital banking. Yeah, you're delivering this very modern experience and how disjointed would it be to then say, okay, we've done all this stuff electronically and it's been super smooth, but now you got to take time out of your day to come in and sign. So that just breaks that seamless experience. Well, and what we're talking about, exactly talking about experience, think about the customer experience. Mm -hmm. You know, they're hopeful of getting a frictionless transaction and all of a sudden they're all excited oh i can do this online i don't have to go anywhere and then they get the message stop do not pass go you got to come to the branch to sign your documents so it's not very fulfilling for a customer and so e-signatures are that enabling technology that allow digital banking to deliver on the promise of creating that frictionless electronic experience and then what we found is once people in the financial institutions become comfortable and they start to quickly appreciate what the e-signature element has done in that digital banking environment, and then they start exploring how they can use the technology elsewhere and open up new channels for digital banking applications such as what I like to call account service or account maintenance functions. You know, if you had a change of address or you want to issue a stop payment order, for example, typically you'll call the financial institution or you'll go to a branch, fill out the paperwork, sign it. And in order to transact that service or maintenance request. Now with these signatures, we can put those forms online and create a self-service digital banking environment so the customer can go and access the form they need online, fill it out, and electronically sign it, and it becomes delivered back to the operating area of the bank where they can review and post that particular requirement back into the banking system. 
it's really expanding a lot of different areas now for where e-signatures and digital banking can be applied across the institution. You're listening to FinTech Focus. We're talking with IMM's Michael Ball about today's trends in e-signatures and their benefits. Michael, you called e-signatures an enabler of digital banking, which is perfect for a partner focused solely on financial institutions. Why do you think that's an important differentiator for banks and credit unions? Well, Saxon, I think there's a, a couple different answers to your question. The first one would be primarily, we understand the unique elements of working with financial institution. We understand their regulations. We understand their business operation. We understand the demands and expectations of their customers. And we understand how those systems operate and function and where our product fits into that ecosystem and the role that it plays. It allows us to deliver a solution to the customer, you know, where it's tailored to their specific requirements, how their business flows, how the, like an account opening or lending process flows. And we know the role we play and the importance that is and how to establish our product to be of the best service and suitability to that particular application. By virtue of that, we've seen a dramatic uptick now in the value customers are placing on that focus, the knowledge and the expectations of how you work with and service and maintain a client who happens to be a bank or a credit union. This industry has reached a turning point in our life cycle where you go from being a new technology that everyone's embracing to now that it's a part of their ecosystem, they wanna make sure they've got the right vendor and the right technology to continue to support that going forward. That really is what seems to be of great interest to banks and credit unions because they believe in these signatures, but they're wanting a better experience from their their partner or their vendor. Well, that's important. You know, you mentioned the regulatory aspect. Not not every um, provider is going to understand the the rules and regulations that financial institutions must abide by. So, um, you know, I see that possibly is one of the biggest benefits. Are there other benefits we haven't covered yet? Well, I think the one element is to think about the benefit to your customer. Yeah, we talked about a little earlier, uh, making, driving that higher level customer experience. Customers today expect that frictionless experience. They are used to Amazon, you know, call it Amazon one click, The online retailers have really set a precedence and an expectation that is now being ported over to the financial industry. And your customers at your bank have an expectation that's been established by others. And e-signatures allows your institution to meet those expectations and fulfill those for a modern customer base, which is largely becoming 
a significant percentage of a financial institution's client base. So, you know, we want to make it easy for them, convenient, so they can sign on any device wherever they might be and complete that transaction without having to get on a phone, go to a branch, or wait for a form to be mailed to them, sign it, and return it back. They want immediate fulfillment, and e-signatures allows that to occur. You kind of alluded to this earlier, but what uh, what about the employees, or rather, you know, any kind of frontline staff at the actual financial institution? Well, I like to say that when we think about the benefits to them, <laughs> it's going to make them smile. It's going to make their day go easier. First of all, transactions get completed far more quickly using electronic signatures than they do through traditional document and wet signature processes. You know, there's industry trends that show that I believe it's like over 50% of the transactions get signed within the hour or two hours of when it's been made available to the, the customer for completion. And everything else largely gets done in 24 hours or less. So the employee doesn't have to chase the customer down to get them to come into the branch or mail them a form and follow up, getting them to send it back. It just eliminates a lot of the hassles that surround a bank employee as a part of their day-to-day function. I think e-signatures are as attractive to them and important to them as it is to the customer. Now, Michael, we we have brought up the topic of regulations for financial institutions and how stringent they are and and wide-reaching. So what are the um, regulatory concerns around e-signatures with the e-sign act and and what can you say to um i guess quell those concerns yeah i would say that we've reached a point of adoption and understanding across the financial services industry especially in the regulatory agencies the examiners the auditors um they're, they're pretty knowledgeable now about the eSign Act and eSign governance such that they actually are looking for the institution uh, that has adopted it as a positive and favorable thing. A lot of the questions we used to have uh, have gone away because of scrutiny from examiners or auditors that just weren't familiar with the the technology or the eSign Act itself. And so uh, I think a lot of that concern has dissipated, kind of as we talked about earlier. People are more familiar, people have an understanding, and they understand that they can take advantage of the value and the benefits, not only for them, but for their customers without bringing on the burden of additional risk to the institution. Yeah, that makes sense. As it's been used more and more, it becomes normalized and and institutions are going to be more more comfortable with it on that end. Um, you did mention that there uh, may be some updates to the eSign Act or there are at least proposals out there for ways to bring it in line with modern technology. Do you want to speak to that a little bit and what the industry might be looking ahead to? 
Well, I think that the way the E-Sign Act was written, and, and I'll, I'll kind of couch this, this is my personal view and perspective on it, so I'm not necessarily representing the industry or, or IMM as a whole, but I think largely the E-Sign Act, when it was written, was, you know, it was an entry-level, first-time swag at this, and there was a lot of ambiguity and areas that need to be clarified because at the time the original authors didn't want to promote or in any way suggest that a particular technology or a particular vendor were required as a part of this electronic signature ecosystem that they were about to endorse. And in doing so, I think it left a lot of uncertainty and elements up for interpretation that have now, they now need to be clarified and brought in line with modern business and modern technology. And so there's a number of different little elements that are, are being incorporated or are incorporated into the Modernization Act. And I think it's just a good thing overall for the industry because where you may have a point where maybe a compliance officer in an institution might have a different interpretation because of the ambiguity, that's now gonna go away. And I think it's going to just further promote the technology and the adoption of it across anyone that might be hesitating today. Well, let's let's talk about those people who might be hesitating today. You know, what would you say to any of those holdout financial institutions that still have reservations or haven't adopted e-signatures or haven't adopted the the right technology? Well, I would say that now's the time to get serious about it because your customers are expecting it. I think it's becoming more and more a determining factor in where uh, a consumer decides to bank today. They want to understand the services. How easy is it for them to conduct business with the institution? And if that bank doesn't get serious about it, they need to be aware that the competitors are maintaining relevance in your particular customer base is incredibly important to the ongoing health and and growth and sustenance of the institution. And this technology is one of those elements that has a multifaceted impact. And I think if you have ignored it largely to this date, and you're still ignoring it in spite of what we all just saw through COVID, I think that it's a great time to really rethink that strategy and look at making e-signatures an important part of your overall business system infrastructure. Let's leave it there. That's it for this week's episode of FinTech Focus. Thanks again to Michael Ball for joining us today. And thanks to all of you for listening. You can find previous episodes of this show and learn more about what we do and who we serve by visiting csiweb.com. You can also subscribe to Fintech Focus wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back soon 
But until then, check out CSI on Twitter at CSI Solutions or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash CSI Solutions. Until next time.